the Jags have given Trevor Lawrence a whole lot of weapons, and they got speed to burn. Better stop playing and wait until I tell you why here on Locked on Jaguars. You are Locked on Jaguars, your daily Jacksonville Jaguars podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What up, y'all? Thanks for joining me again here on the Locked On Jaguars podcast, where it's your team every day. We thank you for making us your first listen. Quick reminder that we are free to subscribe to on our YouTube page. That is Locked On Jaguars. Make sure you subscribe, hit the like button and the bell button so you get notifications anytime that we drop an episode. And also, if you listen to audio podcasts, wherever you happen to do that, make sure you check in and uh, to ensure that you don't miss an episode of locked on jaguars glad to have y'all here today we are definitely glad to see you guys here today and we have to let you know also that today's show is sponsored by FanDuel. this episode is brought to you by FanDuel sportsbook official sportsbook of locked on make every moment more right now new customers can bet five dollars and get 200 in bonus bets guaranteed visit fanduel.com slash locked on to get started Special shout out to the everydayers also for tuning in every day. And if you want to be in every day, you just choose to choose to tune in every day too, and you will be acknowledged. Drop a comment down in the comment section or hit me up on uh, social media at Twitter at uh, Shop Talking Wig. Now we're gonna get to these team. This team, man, I gotta I gotta clear my throat. Give me a second. All right, I just cleared my throat. All right, and um, I, I wanted to talk about the weapons because. The one thing I do is I always just try to reassess the team to make sure they're not being overly emotional and to make sure that this feeling I have is because of some tangible reasons and not just because of the excitement of football season coming back or not solely dependent on also the emotions of what happened last year and how we all feel about it, right? And I get caught up every now and then and I just have to go back to the basics of what this thing is all about. It is first about Trevor Lawrence, right? And one of the things that I said when the Jaguars got Trevor Lawrence, and you guys will know this, this is like a record on repeat. They got to maximize it. And the way that they maximize it, maximize it is to make sure that they protect him and to make sure they give him weapons. I know we've seen guys, the GOAT, Tom Brady, uh, when he actually had the best weapons he ever had, with the exception of Rob Gronkowski, they didn't win when he had uh, Randy Moss catching all those balls and they were breaking all of those records. They won with a different group of guys <clears throat> over a 20 year period where they won seven touchdowns. I mean, seven touchdowns, seven Super Bowls. So you could get caught up in it and go, you don't really need great weapons when you have a great quarterback. And I'm going to tell you every time you think that, that what you saw the Patriots do is an anomaly. That was their way of getting to a championship, not everybody else's way. And then I know you can say, well, Patrick Mahomes lost maybe not his best weapon, but his most explosive weapon in Tyreek Hill. And because he lost Tyreek Hill, he still won a championship. So then there would be this copycat, what about ism now, 
thought that you don't need all of those weapons, man. When you got a great, great quarterback, he makes everybody better. So while some of those things are partially true, and sometimes you do want to be a copycat and you do want to do things a certain way, especially when that you've seen that help someone not just win one title, but have a sustained uh, effort in the winning championships. And you can kind of get caught up in saying, you don't have to do all of that. You don't have to have all of this speed at all of these different positions. And you don't have to do in order to win a championship. Okay, that's when I stop you and say, yeah, you know what? You, you can figure out all of these ancillary ways to win titles. But one way that I think is guaranteed for you to contend for one is to surround a great quarterback with as many resources as possible and let him pick and choose which ones he wants to throw to. And I think that's exactly what the Jacksonville Jaguars have done. I'd rather have all the weapons and then let Trevor decide where he want to want to go with the football or let it play itself out. Sometimes, you know, guys get frustrated. Sometimes when you have a modicum of success, everybody wants to get paid and everybody can't get paid by the same team. All of that stuff is, is, is true, but I don't want to have to second guess. I don't want to have to sit here and, and wonder if he has enough. Speaking of which, let me tell you how they got here. I remember when Urban Meyer took over, and I won't mention his name today just because th th this show ain't about him, but I'm going to still mention his name today. Uh, because now that it's built, I, I, I think I'll mention his name a little bit more to remind you what you, what you could have been going through. And then also, if he ever happens to listen, which I doubt that he will, he will hear me say, this could have been you, Jack, if you would have just been better, but you're not. So I, I will say this. They emphasized speed, at least verbally, that's what they did. They em emphasized speed. They being Urban and Trent Balky, but the thing is, Trent Balky also understands that you also have to have the right personality. You also have to be a great football player. No disrespect to um, Philip Dorsett that Urban was so enamored with. No disrespect, but he's not a great player. He's just a fast guy who's a name that you recruited, and now you think you can just come in here Every single week. Do you remember every single week the first year they were having it was almost like it was tryouts and it's like a Jamaican bobsled team or something like we're just gonna keep running guys through here until we find guys that are really, really fast. How about you find football players who happen to have speed but also are great football players who are also good people? It seems like to me that's exactly what Trent Balky has done. And when I say good people, I don't necessarily mean like guys that are in the community. So I'm not dismissing guys who are good in the communities, guys that give out turkeys on holidays and guys that are really good guys to interview. One of the best interviews I've had or, or talked to, guys that I talked to was Shaquille Griffin, but y'all got tired of him. Y'all didn't think he could play no more. So I always warn people against guys that are super, super nice to him being really, really good players. It's not necessarily true. So the thing is, is you want good guys who have great football character guys that you can depend on guys that win for other people that play for other people that do and say all the right things guys that know that they're going to get their chance but they're looking at winning as the most important thing that's what i think they have now in segment two i want to go through all of these weapons and i want to tell you why i believe speed 
along with their football character and versatility, are the reasons why I think Jacksonville will have one of the top eight offenses. And I'll talk about that in segment three. I think they'll have one of the top eight offenses in the league. And you say, why eight? I'll tell you why eight uh, in just a second. As we get to more here on Locked on Jaguars, and we're going to run it down, man. Speed, speed, speed. But it's not just guys that are fast. It's also guys who are super, super intelligent and are really, really good football players. We're going to talk about all of that stuff. And more here today on Locked on Jaguars after I first let you know about today's sponsor, and that is FanDuel Sportsbook. FanDuel, you got to get ready for the NFL season with incredible offers from FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers can bet $5 and get 200 in bonus bets. That's right, guaranteed. Plus, all customers who bet $5 will get $100 off NFL Sunday ticket from YouTube and YouTube TV. That is wonderful. Now is the best time to join FanDuel. The app is easy to use and you can be on everything from spreads to player props and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on all one word and kick off the NFL season with an offer you won't want to miss. FanDuel is an official partner of the NFL. And y'all are unofficially partners with me. Tony Wiggins, the host of Locked On Jaguars, your daily Jacksonville Jaguars podcast. We're at your team every day. And we always thank you for your first listen. Might be your first listen, but, and it might not be your first listen. And if it's not, it's not your first time hearing me say that it was very, very important that we take advantage of the greatness that is Trevor Lawrence and we do it fast. And what I mean by that is, surrounding him with the resources that he needs, a good offensive line, a good solid plan from the coaching staff, nice insulation between uh, him and the coach with great, great coordinators, a capable backup, also weapons, guys he can hand the ball to, guys that can keep the, the linebackers honest and keep the safeties honest and be a threat while you open up those windows with the wide receivers. And finally, guys that he can dump the ball off to, the I call him the buddy, your buddy. I remember when we were in high school and we had a, a, you know, on our basketball team, the big man, the two big men, they were called each other's buddy, one in the high low, one in the low post, high post and low post. Coach always said, look for your buddy. And that I, I kind of adopted that as that's who the tight end is on any team with a really, really good quarterback that really want to get the ball down the field. There's nothing wrong with you having an outlet, a hot, right out, a hot read outlet or an outlet when everything gets covered downfield a place that you always know you can get positive yards to drop the ball off to. That's what Trevor Lawrence now has. As yesterday on yesterday's show, we highlighted the fact that they had fixed the tight end room and how many versatile pieces they have at that position. They also go four deep at running back. And I, when I say four deep, I mean four deep. That doesn't mean that number four is as good as number one because I don't think that's the case. But they all give you a little bit of the same stuff, but then they might give you something a little bit different, right? They're, they can all play. This isn't like they got some blocking back or they got – I did feel that way when they just had, to be honest, when they had guys in the past, Corey Grant, even last year with a little bit with Snoop Connor, I felt like it was more just having a guy who takes a roster spot who you hoping can help you as opposed to just having dudes that – understand pass pro 
guys that can run the ball and in a pinch. Maybe they can't be great week after week, but they can be great one week at a time when you need them because of injuries or whatever. And I think that's the case with their running backs. Of course, we're talking about Travis Etienne and Tank Bigsby, along with Jermichael Hasty, as well as Dearness Johnson, who I may not, because Johnson was so impressive, I may not have named them in the correct order. But in any event, I love the running backs. I love the versatility. I love that they can do everything. They can catch. They can run. They do pass pro very well. And they're just a threat. If any of those guys are in the backfield, you really have to watch out for them. Of course, ETN more than anybody, but that's to be expected because that's what makes him and separates him from everybody else. With the wide receiver group, so much over the last few days because they were doing cutdowns has been made of who do they take and who do they keep at five or six. We really forget about the fact that although a lot of guys that they let go, they brought them back on the practice squad. We get we forget about the fact that usually if you get down to your fifth receiver, that's not a good thing, right? As long as your fifth receiver is the third receiver in your offensive set, so you lose one or two guys in front of him, you'll be fine. With this team, Calvin Ridley changes the whole dynamic of this team. They had a good unit last year. Of course, with Christian Kirk, who had a career year, Zay Jones, who had a career year, as well as Evan Ingram, who had a career year. And I can consider him a, a move tight end, a tight end who plays like a receiver. Calvin Ridley changes that entire thing. And he has been a welcome addition. No bickering, no jealousy, no none of that. And that leads me to this. The fact that I can name all of these guys on offense, right? The fact that I can name all of these guys on offense, normally I'd be afraid to name a whole bunch of people like that because it kind of would maybe send the message that you don't have that alpha dog on those particular units. That could not be further from the case. The Jaguars have an alpha dog at every single position. It's Evan Ingram at tight end, it's Travis Etienne at running back, and it's Calvin Ridley at wide receiver. But they also have guys who are real good number twos and number threes who in a pinch can do some of the things that a number one does. This is the versatility that I'm talking about. This is if you're planning to play against the Jacksonville Jaguars, there is no way you can definitively tell me that you know where they're going and what they're going to do and how they're going to do it. And oh, by the way, I did not mention Jamal Agnew, who is a big play waiting to happen every single time that he gets his hands on the football. This offense is going to be good, y'all. They're going to be good. And one of the byproducts of having a good offense is that inherently helps the defense. That some of y'all might be a little bit worried about. We spoke about this the other day that I think the defense can be pretty good. And the reason why is because the offense is so is going to be so good that it's going to dictate what the other team has to do. Remember, tick, 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 tick. If a team is scoring a bunch of touchdowns and they're keeping your defense on the field, when you get the ball, you get real, real desperate to try some stuff. And that means usually when you're trying things, you don't ever, you don't ever hear people talk about the running game as a place where you try things, right? You try things through the air. The more the ball is in the air, the more pass rush opportunities you have if you're Jacksonville, tip ball opportunities, 
interception opportunities. And it just so happens the Jags have spent a lot of time in the offseason working on turnovers, turnover opportunities. And you saw that in the preseason. I'm telling you, this offense is going to be very good, especially they'll be great if the defense can get them the ball back and give them more opportunities with a short field. I say top eight, and the reason why I say top eight, well, let me say that for uh, segment three. But I'm going to make another bold prediction here in segment number three where I think the Jacksonville Jaguars will be even better than what I said. I'll tell you why. Here on a Thursday of Locked on Jaguars. All right, third and final segment here on Locked on Jaguars, talking about the offense and why speed and versatility will be the thing that puts them into the top 25% in the league and upper echelon of the league. First, I got to tell you about your next watch is Locked on NFL. If you're watching on YouTube, it is right down at the bottom. There you go. Locked on NFL, daily NFL league-wide show, set up with the same format as this Daily podcast with the Jaguars, except with a lot more voices and focus on the entire league. You can catch me there on Wednesday with James Rapine, but you can listen to it every day because every single show is filled with guys that bring you the heat. So make sure you tap in on YouTube, like and subscribe and hit the bell so you get notified and you do that for free. And then wherever you listen to your audio podcast, make sure you check in every day with Locked On NFL also with your team every day. All right. I'm going to tell you, I said the Jaguars' offense will be top eight. I'm going to tell you why I chose that number. Because there are eight divisions in football. Sometimes some of these teams that are in the top eight might reside in the same division. If that's the case, that means one division, at least one division winner, won't be included in that top eight. I suspect that they might come from the uh, NFC South um, or the NFC North. It won't be Jacksonville. Jacksonville will be in the top eight. In fact, I think before the season is over, the Jaguars are going to have a top four, top four offense in the National Football League. I think Trevor Lawrence is going to be an MVP candidate because of that. And I know everybody says, wait, wait, it's about demonstrated performance and you got to keep everybody in line. Well, guess what? They have the person with the right cachet, with the right touch. And that is Doug Peterson. Doug Peterson is going to make sure that this team handles this business. I have absolutely no doubt that that is going to happen. I think there's nothing more fun than having a dominant unit whether it's offense or defense. Even we had we had a great time in 2017. Y'all remember that? The, all the, that little offense. And you know what? The offense actually scored a lot of points. It, it was just like against good teams, they, you know, except the Pittsburgh. They scored a lot of points against Pittsburgh. But for the, the, the for the most part, they were they were a grinded out team that depended on turnovers, that depended on even the defense scoring points that um, 
They had a quirky way of moving the ball. But the defense enamored everyone. The defense galvanized the entire crowd. Now, I, I, I don't think the defense yet is that good. But I do think it could look similar if the offense is great. I think to start the season, your excitement level is going to go through the roof because this offense is so good. There's never going to be a game that they're, they're out of. I was about to say, unless they turned it over four times in the first half, but we've seen them do that and they still survived and won. It's just going to be a lot of fun because they're just going to be so explosive. And so many guys, you're going to see so many dudes this year get the ball and split some and run and go. If you wonder what it would be like to be a Chiefs fan or uh, a Bills fan or a fan of any one of these teams, that like the scoreboard up, the Peyton Manning Broncos, you're about to find out. It will take you back to the late 90s when they had Fred, Jimmy, Keenan, Brunel, Baselli, seriously. It's going to take you back to those days where they were just absolutely dominant. The loudest I've ever heard that stadium is 62-7 when they just steamrolled the Dolphins. The second loudest I've ever heard that stadium is when they beat the Dolphins on Monday night. The third loudest I ever heard of that stadium is at the beginning of a game against Pittsburgh when Rasheen Mathis got a pick and ran it back for a pick six. Now, there may have been louder moments, but for me, that's the loudest I've heard. It was pretty loud last year, too, when they came back against the Ravens and when they beat the Cowboys. So what I'm saying is this is going to be an every week occasion. This is going to be something I believe that you won't be able to pinpoint the loudest moment because they're all going to be loud. I told somebody a year ago, two years ago, because of the loyalty of the Jaguar fans, I said, if they ever get good, Jaguar fans are going to be unbearable to people that don't know who they are. And a lot of people don't know who you are if you're a Jaguar fan because They've ignored it. All they wanted to do was focus on it. This is what they did. Because the team was so bad, they blamed you for it. Remember I used to get all mad? Anybody that remembers the show, you remember I got all pissed off when they would always talk about the team would lose or, or the team would be losing, and they said they're going to move. And I used to ask myself. I used to really, really scratch. I'm still scratching my head like, what on earth do the fans have to do with that putrid product that was on the field? So I wonder now that when things are going to start going good and we got to figure out something we got to start doing at that stadium too. I know the NFL has its branding and we ain't going to do the jump around like the Wisconsin fans because that's great. We got to think of something, something, something that we do. And we've never thought of it in the past because we, you couldn't rehearse a celebration when you didn't think you were going to be celebrating all the time. We got to come up with something. We have to come up with something. Matter of fact, I might call my people down there that I know in that building and say, what can we do? What kind of celebration? What can be our theme song? What can be our, our, our battle cry? That at the end of the third quarter, that's what they do to let everybody know, even if they're winning, even if the game is close, we coming. Someone told me a story, and I think I told this story on here. It was recently. They went to the game in Philly. They went to the game in Philly when the Jaguars got up 14-0 and an Eagles fan turned around and said, you happy? 
good. It ain't going to last. We're coming back. I want that type of arrogance in our repertoire. We have seen visiting teams scoop up tickets, especially after the year starts and it already looks like they're not going to be good. We have seen visiting teams scoop up all the tickets, buy the tickets in the second, secondary market, buy them out in front of the stadium, and they sit their butt over there on the, on the, the visitor's side close to the north end zone. You know, that whole side. It's usually – that's where they are. They're usually if, – if you look at the visitor's side, it's from, from midfield – to your left if you're facing it, and to your right if, you, if you're there. When you look up to the scoreboard and the pools are to your right, that's usually where the, those people are, right? I want them out of the stadium by the beginning of the fourth quarter. I want folks to regret that they want to take advantage of the winter weather of North Florida and come down here and think they're going to watch their team win. I want them to know it's going to be a long day. You picked the wrong vacation. And one way to do it is to score fast, to score often, and to score emphatically with dudes running away from people. That's why I want to focus on their speed. They got speed to burn at at their skill positions. And I fully expect, fully expect, for this offense to be one of the top four in the league this year and have y'all excited. You can tell I'm changing here. What I'm doing is I'm getting us ready for what I believe. And I believe this. I am as convicted about this as I have been of anything. The Jaguars are going to be good, man, especially on offense. And if it goes the way I think, that means the offense is going to help the defense. I hope y'all are as excited and as jacked up as I am. I'm going to find out tomorrow as we do our last Friday show, our last weekend show before the show starts a week from this weekend. This will be our last weekend. We head into the weekend and there won't be a Jaguars game for what I hope is the next 24 weeks. That's 17 games, a bye, and then six weeks of playoffs. I know I'm right. Go ahead, kick your feet up, enjoy Labor Day, enjoy this weekend, get it all out your system, watch college football, it starts today, do all of that stuff because the NFL is going to be your focus and that speed and versatility on offense and all of those things that have weaponized Trevor Lawrence are going to be the things that make you celebrate this year. I guarantee you. In about a week, I'm going to do something here. I'm going to make a bold prediction. But I'm going to save it. Tune in every single day, and we're going to lead up to it before I make a bold prediction and tell you exactly where I think the Jaguars are going to end up this year. Until then, you guys, make sure you get ready to join me for every episode of Locked on Jaguars. and Make make sure you check back in. Make sure you know when the episodes are going down. Check wherever you get your podcast, audio-wise, and then go on YouTube. Hit the like button, hit the subscribe button, hit the like button, hit the bell button to make sure you get your episodes. Y'all take care of each other, man. Until the next time.